previously on Dom Stats. The bad humanoids are treated to a rooftop view of the assassination of Mycroft Vanderbilt by an undead agent of chaos. When the scene ends, they receive Sankar, the three magical stones, and the sixth of the wondrous eight. They are also treated to a family history lesson when it is revealed that a member of Mycroft's party shares the same last name as Sneak, whose true name is Arthur Smanderman. Smanderman. Yes, that would be my name if you said my last name with a comma and then my first initial. Smanderman A. Because <laughs> I'm Arthur. Yeah. Ah, this guy's got jokes. <laughs> Sneak, do you know a guy named Mike Smanderman? <laughs> I don't, actually. Um, He's a cool dude. But the fact that the Smanderman name makes it throughout eternity, that's endearing. Now, are you of the New Hampshire Smanderman? <laughs> yes. Uh, what, what region? The the new the new Smamshire. Are you of, are you of good stock? Yeah. Actually, Ooh, New Smamshire. There Smamsher. are uh, there are Shelbyville. <laughs> the biggest uh, high school wizard rivalry. That's, right. yeah, that's why Hampshire. we beat him in football nearly half the time. He says, "Actually, I'm from the Smandabraska. The Smandabraska. Oh. <laughs> No, he'll he'll say, um, I really don't know much about my lineage, um, uh, but I do know uh, that my father's father's father was also Smanderman, and um, that's about as far back as our f- knowledge of our family tree goes. Well, but no Michael, no Mike, nothing no, like that. No Mike. But still, it's kind of nifty. Sneak, you got any kids? Oh, heavens no. <laughs> Never had the time. I've had girlfriends. I've had girlfriends, all right, but just, you know, the being, you know, uh, uh, connected with your mother and everything, like she wasn't one of them, sorry. Uh, But just all the time spent on all the things, it's just. 
It, yeah, yeah, Sneak, we get it. Your girlfriend goes to a different school. school. We don't know her. <laughs> In you met her at camp. New Canada, sure. New Canada, sure. <laughs> Any uh, nieces, nephews? Uh, he'll say one nephew, um, but again, not named Mike. What is his name? Charlie. Charlie. Huh. Charlie. Charlie Schmanderman. Charlie Schmanderman. Germs got like, <laughs> the last two like brain cells in Germ's brain are kind of like twinkling, and he's just putting it all together. He's like, the technology is familiar but more advanced. Like maybe this is just our future. Hmm. Sneak will like you know. Say, I don't know. Hadn't really thought about that. Maybe it is. We're clearly connected. Somehow, yes. Well, shall we press on? Did you take and them stones? How? That means yes. Yes. <laughs> Got them stones. All right. Um, so, uh, pop back in the elevator. Mm -hmm. And... Um, flies out of this room back into the main room um, and continues coursing towards the ceiling. Um, and at this point, um, Peppery will uh, say that uh, he'll start to he'll start to speak and he'll say, listen, I know in the past few moments in this place we've not so much focused on what happened I wanted to take a moment to say for what it's worth I'm, I'm sorry again I I want you all to know that while I accepted this mission before I knew you. It was getting to know you that undid my mission. I wasn't I wasn't going to follow through with the whole thing. Doesn't matter. Peppery likes us. Uh, what are you queer? <laughs> Oh, God. Damn it. No, I'll turn to Pepper and say that none of that matters now. We're here. We're still here. Still here. That's what matters. <clears throat> no, I'll give him a slap on the back. Very good. Very good. All right. Yeah. What were we going to say, Jerm? I was just going to say, we've all done things we're not proud of. Oh, yeah. yeah. He'll say, so. it's just... <sighs> Yours is just the most recent thing <laughs> that, we're not, that, that we're not proud of. He'll and laugh we'll at... We'll get over it. He'll laugh at that. And he'll say, it, it just... <sighs> 
when it's a job that you accept, you don't think about anything about it. You just think about the money you need and what it'll do for you. You're preaching to the choir. I'll say, but then when you're given time to actually think about it and consider the ramifications, things just don't add up. How so? I'll say, they wanted me to keep tabs on you, but not do anything about it. Uh, and that was the part that just never sat easy with me. For something that high of a price, you expect some sort of bigger sabotage. Some sort of, let's say, appropriately after visiting the last level here, some kind of assassination attempt even. But that was never even uh, mentioned. It was literally just... When was your last communication? Let's say, um... A few levels ab ago, before the, um... Right. <clears throat> well, at this point, we have to assume that they think you're compromised or something has happened to us. Obviously, <laughs> yes, of course. So yes. they will either interfere or they won't. I suppose you're right. But no matter what happens, we're... We're together. This whole time, Marantha has just been, like, looking forward, not moving not you know making any kind of uh acknowledgement of what peppery is saying peppery will say i greatly appreciate that and i i know my word isn't worth much but i can tell you that for the rest of this however long it takes uh, you have my best intentions i promise I think we all know that, gentlemen. Yeah, he seems Absolutely. on the level. All right. At this point, um, you fly into uh, another part of the the tall castle um, and the tall castle interior, and um, the castle interior dissolves away, and you guys are back out in nature. Um, but it looks very different from things you've seen before. You're in this kind of like, almost like uh, a Grand Canyon-y area, right? This, um, but it's not red rock. It's like gray granite, right? But large canyons, um, little forests dotting the the, the mountain sides, um, and you know, a few lake reservoirs uh, down in these canyons, and um, you fly over this topography. And um, eventually, after turning a few corners through the air, you see this sort of, like, thatch-roofed village um, down in this valley next to this one crater uh, that has uh, this kind of um, almost, like, natural hot spring... Uh, lake in it um, and um, as you fly over this village you see these dragonborn figures that you saw from the previous level of the um, um, basilica looks like Noric Moonscale right these lizard people um, uh, milling about uh, maintaining a village right you see um Fishers, uh, you see um, blacksmiths, um, you see 
um, loom weavers and, you know, just everything that would go into kind of a medieval renaissance sort of township. Um, people milling about smoke coming from chimneys of these like thatched huts and things like that. Way more rustic than you have been for the past six levels. Um, back to this sort of second level basilica looking medieval fantasy kind of uh, uh, atmosphere. Um, and every dragonborn seems to be just going about their business um and the elevator will sort of like swoop up uh this one canyon face this canyon wall um behind the village and 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 kind of like crest over uh this ledge and land um and there at the edge of the um uh, this kind of precipice about maybe like a hundred yards away is the girl the blonde girl um whom you've come to know is named Susanna um standing there and she's wearing kind of uh the white dress that you just saw her in in the previous scene but also she has this kind of like woven shroud uh that she has over her like you know looks like you know like a a, a widow on a widow's watch right her hair is blowing in the wind and everything and she's staring out over the canyon um <clears throat> and uh the thing lands um as you walk out um instructional glyphs say trust in others never die alone so are we going to die but not alone all right can we take a break after these bad things? yeah let's take a let's take a break here take a five got it stop recording yeah sure. yeah all right dope <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's a huge part of me that wished um, the entire intermediary conversation was recorded like y'all while we were waiting for the sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Just like hearing uh, two, <coughs> the two Rinaldi brothers talk. Yeah. You know? Just talking, talking Rinaldi. Talking Nald. Well, no, we have, uh, we, have our, we have our own podcast where we complain about this podcast. It's called <laughs> Grump Stats. Grump Stats. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, well, John and I have a... Uh, have a podcast about your Grump Stats podcast where it's, we yeah, call it's called Chump Stats. Yeah, oh. yeah. Damn it, Rob. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's a fan. I was gonna say where we call you guys out for being a bunch of Chump Stats. Oh, yeah. Stole it. You Sorry. did. You did. You stole it. Like and my heart. I, and I have a podcast about butts. It's called Grump Stats. Mm. <laughs> I have a podcast about the Nutty Professor films. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> What's it called? It's called uh, the Nutty Professor podcast. Oh, oh uh, nice. Nice. It's called the Nutty Podfesser. <laughs> Parentheses Podfesser. Oh, okay. So uh, if you're listening to this, don't steal this idea. But I had a great idea for a podcast, and the, it was made even greater by the name change. But basically, it would be a podcast where you read 50 pages of Infinite Jest, and then uh, you talked about it so that people who didn't want to read infinite jest which is like a 950 page book mm. you could still talk about it like you read it and then uh, aj and bob recommended the name infinite guest where i would just bring on a different guest every week to like read 50 pages of it and then talk about uh, it that's good thank I, you i really want this I to like, happen i like that but you should really i, I read like infinite it mostly jest. because i don't want to read that book but i want to know what it's about <laughs> uh it's God, what is it about apparently like people who have read the book are still wondering what it's about. 
I don't know how to describe it. Tennis? Yeah, so far, like, the first 150 pages is tennis. Yeah. And, and I'm not joking when I say 150 pages. It's about a tennis match. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then it, then it takes feel, off. <laughs> I feel like I've read it. Well, then you got another, like, 800 pages. It's a good book, though. And yeah. then you can listen to my podcast about camels. Humpstats. Yeah. Well... I don't have to be the DM anymore. <laughs> I'll just be the guy in the corner. And I have a podcast about deforestation. It's called Stump Stats. Uh, All right. Um, I have a uh, weight gain podcast called Plump Stats. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about gaining weight. Yep. And I've got a uh, derogatory podcast about Uh-oh. the shape of your podcast called Loop Stats. <laughs> Ooh. Yep. Hit him back. Hit him back. <laughs> Hit him back. Not to be confused with that, uh, enforcing the rules of baseball and ump stats. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or my podcast about the rising and falling gas prices called Pump Stats. <laughs> mm. And then there's always my podcast about butts called Rump Stats. I already did that one. Uh, yeah. Oh, Found full circle. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. well, I just ruined it. Oh, all. man. I think, I think it's over when we repeat one, right? Yeah. That shark was just jump stats. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Alright. I'm gonna start a D and D comedy podcast. Call it Dump Stats. Oh damn it. That's stupid. That's dumb. And if one exists, it should stop. Actually guys, I'm what sorry. Uh, we're gonna have to change the name because we're being sued by another podcast about landfills. It's called Dump Stats. So <laughs> they were here first. Yeah. All right, level twenty six. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So, you're on this cliff top, and you see, uh, Susanna looking off into the into the distance wistfully. Um, the glyphs read, "Trust in others, never die alone." What would you like to do? I would like yes. to die die alone. Okay. All right. Suicide pact. How uh, <laughs> how how high up is the cliff she's standing on? Um, pretty high. Looks like if uh, she fell, it would be pretty substantially damaging. Does she look like she might be about to jump? Um, you can't tell. She's not like right on the edge. She's a few okay. feet from it. Can I? Uh, I would Nicole. like to get closer, if possible. Okay. Um, Sneak will say, um. I don't like this. This feels... Something's... Something's not right. Uh, Nero, make a, an Arcana check for me. Checking Arcana. That's a flat one. Oh my. Um, I forget all knowledge of magic. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nero runs six, out of It's magic a 16... Keys. Jesus. <laughs> All right, that's still enough for you to tell that, like, um, yeah, something's off about this uh, level. Something's been tampered with. Hmm. Is that um, trust in each other? Uh, trust in others. Trust in others. Never die alone. Are the glyphs still there? Uh, they've they've sort of dissipated. Okay. 
up to Susanna. All right. As you walk, um, things start to, like, rumble and shake, and these, like, fissures form in the sky. And, like, white light is kind of pours through these, like, cracks in the sky. It's not like lightning. It's like the sky is made out of porcelain. and like there it, are it's these, a facade. Yeah, and there are these cracks forming. Does uh, Susanna notice? No. It's like nothing's happening. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Nero, Sneak kind of like grabs your arm, and you feel it too. Like, the ether here is is has really been tampered with. Hmm. Something's different about this room. And you felt this kind of thing before, but like this is like when you guys were uh, remember when it said, you know, when you were in the um in the snow cap peak towards the end of the second level and it said send the hero and you guys sent Nate, right? Remember mm-hmm. there was like that anti magic field that had been placed there by Shardock. Yeah. This feels like that, but different. Not an anti-magic field. You still have your magic faculties about you, but something has been magically tampered with here. Yeah, it just feels unstable. Yes, yes. That is a great way to put it. Unstable. Do you still have that staff of true sight? Or I don't know if that had, that had a limited number of uses. I don't know if you've used them all yet. Uh, I've only used it once, I believe... I can't remember if, it was, if I had two or three uses. Let me, let me look it up. Look it up. This is the Staff of Divination. I have one more use. Well, your call. Yeah. But we are on level 26. I removed the Staff of Divination from my handy haversack. Okay. I plant it on the ground before me. Yep. And what do you and do? And I say... Reveal your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> um, the cracks in the sky form even deeper. Um, oh and God! It looks like pieces. What have I done? It looks Turn like it off. <laughs> Turn it off. It looks like pieces of the sky start to fall out like burning paper. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember from Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two when Voldemort finally pierces through the magical dome protecting Hogwarts and like it, kind of burns it starts to burn away. It looks like that. Um, however, there's just this like bright white light behind it. It's not like a, you know, uh, it's not like a the the castle is behind it or whatever, right? It's like, you know, the top layer of the magical veneer is being removed. Um, and the magic behind this projection, this memory, this scene is still there. It's just not producing the scene, right? And you notice that like Susanna is like still at this point, isn't moving like her hair was blowing in the wind. Now it's not, it looks almost like a painting now, right? And more cracks start to form in the reality as things start to tremble. And far off in the distance, you hear this almost like high-pitched squeal. Not like anything living making it, but just like magic is being rendered. Mm. <clears throat> um, Nero, the staff of divination starts to like shake and crack in your hand, like the wood in the staff uh, starts to like splinter. Uh, sneak, sneak will like 
like grab your arms to try to like magically bolster it and is able to like stabilize but both of you feel just incredible chaotic energy flowing from this room and this place everyone grab tight grab uh hold hold hands <laughs> i'll head back in what? <laughs> what? I, I'm um, trying to be in the scene. Yeah, I saw this in a movie once. Um, so this, yeah, you know, is he like? Does he look like he's like in danger? Like, uh, yeah. So this fissure in the mountain ledge will form, and Nate, you and Marantha are on one side of it, and everybody else is on the other, and this, this like crack in the stone is both like on the physical thing the physical projected thing that you're standing on but also in the magical reality right um so uh you know marantha will like look at you and like scramble and try to like jump across what do you want to do i'll follow her okay um make for me uh an athletics check um add you can add your um athletics or acrobatics acrobatics sorry yeah yeah, yeah, and yeah. eighteen, eighteen. Okay, yeah. Um, she'll leap across, uh, and you'll leap across as well. And like you know, it'll do the thing where like your foot, your back foot catches a piece of stone that crumbles, but you're able to stabilize. And this like, uh, you know, this like mountainous uh, ledge crumbles behind you um, and falls down to this village. But like. You, you look down and the village is already gone. It's like just this white energy. Um, um, so yeah, uh, Jerem, what do you want to do? Uh, I'll try to stabilize Nero if he's if he's actually like shaking and pulsing. Yeah, Nero. Well, everything is right. Yeah, and Nero, you feel like your hand is in an electrical socket basically, and you're now like conducting chaotic energy. Uh, all through your body and you does it feel really good it feels right <laughs> nice. um, but it's also terrifying <laughs> yeah um and uh you see flash before your eyes like a thousand memories of things uh that you've lived in this adventure right um and including scenes in this basilica and scenes in this basilica repeating themselves in slightly different ways right um make for me an arcana check please okay uh 24 make a willpower save add five uh 32 all right uh this first moment you're stable there's gonna be a few more moments this first moment you're stable um you hear a voice that you're sure you've never heard before uh say to you um i see you i know where you are and you cannot prevent me from coming i will arrive all right, make another Arcana check. Okay. 
31. Okay. Make a will save, add 8. Okay. 43. Jeez. All right. You're, you're feeling more stable and more in tune, and after this one, you can respond. But the voice says, You deign to speak to my sons before. Well, now you speak with me. I will arrive. You feel stable enough to respond if you want. Fuck you! <laughs> Make an arcana check. New room, who dis? Yeah. <clears throat> That's a one. Oh, <laughs> So, 16. Yeah, make a, wi- make a will save flat. Flat will save? Yep. Okay. Still pretty good. Yeah. 31. Jesus. Yeah. Um... All right, uh, you're stable, uh, and this thing, this voice says, um, Nothing can stop me at this point. You both can't have Shardok exist and not exist. Either one you choose. I will arrive. You feel, you feel stable enough to respond. Why are you coming? Make an arcana check. Uh, 29. Uh, make a will save, add 5. 33. Alright. We'll say... Uh, the voice will say... To conquer you. To begin my conquest of your universe. You feel stable enough to respond. Do you have any weaknesses? (laughs) (laughs) We should know about. There's a glowing part under my belly. I have a horrible peanut allergy. Yeah. (laughs) Um. The sort of the energy will start to like pierce through the rod of divination, um, and it will completely shatter in your hands. Uh, and you'll fall to the ground, and everyone bracing you will sort of fall to the ground, too. Um, and everything will kind of go dark in this room, but not before you see Susanna very quickly and almost glitchy, glitchily flying away on a wyvern. You know, it's like a dragon without arms, right? The arms are the wings. Yeah. Um, um, and looking happy. Um, but that like it's really glitchy and weird and then the room goes dark and you're just on the floor of this you know cavernous castle the elevator is there there's all this like smoke coming up from the ground um and your hands have like a third degree sunburn on them from grasping the staff um and channeling all of that chaotic energy right and um you know, there maybe about like uh, a yard or two in front of you, Nate, is just this small black kind of like breastplate made out of leather sitting there and like smoking. Um, oh, really? Uh huh. 
And, um, yep. I'm gonna, do I feel strong enough to, like, walk towards it or crawl towards it? Yeah, yeah. You could, like, get up off the ground and walk towards it. Yeah. I'll go scope it. Yeah. Uh, Keep it out. You take a look at it, and this thing is heinously damaged, right? Like, there are parts of it that are still kind of on fire and Mm -hmm. smoking. Um, and it's just sort of sitting there smoldering and these like very, very almost like really bad neon light glyphs sort of like flicker above it that just say night shroud, the shaded armor of death forged by the half demon Barakas Ozias avatar of Arcana Necrosa. And they sort of like just flicker in and out. Mm. Um, and this thing sort of just like, you know, crumbles into like a pile of black ash and sort of like gets kind of like you know blown away the armor does yeah oh yeah so i can't pick it up or anything Mm -hmm. is this no like if you and it like you could say like you like bent down to try to touch it and it It sort of just like became it like crumbled to ash in your hands damn do i get the feeling that there's still some something weird's going on uh no, um, things feel still and calm in this room now. Um, Germ, you had because uh, you were you were grasping on Nero. You had some of this energy flow through you, and it felt like it felt like electricity, right? Like it it was jagged and white hot and uncomfortable, um, and like white hot and cold at the same time. And mm-hmm. you're not quite sure what it was but you felt you know the gamut of emotions from dread to fear to joy to you know all of them kind of in the range of a few seconds um and so that's that's kind of what you're living with right now uh sneak will be sort of on the ground next to nero sort of like you know panting okay but you know panting and and nero you feel i mean you don't even feel the pain in your hands from this chaos energy. What what just happened was painful, but it felt good and right. Mm. And Germ, I'll say that you kind of come to out of that little little trance there, and you'll see you'll see Nate kind of like bend down and pick up this thing that turns to ash in his hands. What was that? Uh, according to the glyphs, it was Night Shroud. It was. Gone now. I'll kick around the ash. Yeah, just kind of like scatters on the floor. Yeah. That should have been one of the eight. Yes, right? yes, it should have. Marantha will say, something destroyed it. How? Nero, who are you talking to? We could hear him, like... Talking. You could hear yeah. the the one-way part of his conversation, yeah. yeah. Who's coming? Um... You didn't ask. No, I know who it is. Who? Who this? New staff, who it is? He <laughs> mentioned his sons. 
Am I gonna have to guess? I don't remember if we ever figured out a name for this fellow. <laughs> for this gent? This man about town? It's uh, Vasca and Valia's creator. Oh. Was that not Shardock? Mm-mm. No? Sneak will say... No, it's not... Sh- <clears throat> Sneak will say, Orak Fossil. That guy, he's coming. And he does not look like he's bringing presents. And he certainly has a presence. Hey, hey, oh. <laughs> we, we gotta go now. <laughs> we, should, we should finish this basilica and figure out a way to stop this guy. How can we do it without the eight? That was the whole reason we were here. If he's destroyed one of them, then what do we do? I think the wondrous eight was in our hearts all along. Oh, <laughs> boo! <laughs> 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 Look, I don't know. Who knows? All right, well, yeah, I, I guess we should get out of here. Has everyone seen, like, seeing the stories, the memories that we've been witnessing? Like, I'm starting to, no- you know, we're noticing parallels between these people's journey and our own. Uh, and it seems like the pattern is someone gets a group of people to find these artifacts and then an agent of chaos comes and disrupts everything so or who set us on this path and who is trying to interfere and sneak will say yes either find them or make them because we keep reading about these items being forged by figures that we learned about in the level below they're all connected we didn't really hear about them discussed in the first level though so, so thinking about these three planes these three these these three dimensions these three different places and the connection to us it's 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 puzzling but you're absolutely right germ it seems to be there's a group charged with some sort of mission dealing with powerful magic and then a chaotic being absolutely disrupting it all he'll pull out like the little octarcana signet and like just be thumbing around the you know the intersection of death and time magic you know where you guys now know that where chaos magic sort of comes from and resides He'll like look at it, look through it, and kind of, you know, anything. He'll look at Nero, Nero, and he'll say to you, "What did you feel when you were channeling the stuff just now?" Like it was what I was supposed to do. He'll, like, raise his eyebrows at that and nod his head. Was that bad? Was it good? It felt like if there were a thousand ways it could have gone, I would be doing that every time. Hmm. A thousand ways. 
Millennium. Wonder if Millennium really refers to a thousand years. As opposed mm. to what? Well, onward and upward. <laughs> Wait, who forged the night shroud? Did, did we get that? Yeah. What, what was it? Baracus Ozias. Baracus Ozias. A half demon. Half demon. Tieflings? Hmm? Do we know about Tieflings? Or? We've um, heard that name before. You, you do. I, okay. Yeah, I've had it, I've it written down somewhere. You're familiar with the name before, too. Uh, where do we know that name? Baracus Ozias. Of Gods and Ancients, Part 9. Dr. Beardstrom and Baracus Ozias fought valiantly against whom they figured the enemy. Alas, Shardok's deceit had already taken root long before the pair slew the demon prince Orcus atop Mount Spironimus. They figured Belial the true enemy and fought to defeat what was assumed to be his final form, the demon prince. This instead shifted events and forced one of them to make, take the throne as the prince of undeath. Baracus willingly took on this grave task, while his friend and guardian, Dr. Beardstrom, sojourned through the fabrics of time and space to find answers to the question, if Orcus and Belial were not the true enemy, then who was? This would lead Beardstrom to travel hundreds of years into the future into a native yet alienating place called Ishan, which was native-speak, the language of the Raga, for the throne without an heir. It was there that Beardstrom learned of Shardok's deceit and tried desperately to unearth eight magical items to re-spark Arcana on the plane. For Shadok's ultimate plan was unraveling rapidly, to drain the world of magic, making it more vulnerable to an attack led by the Hellfather, Alrock Fasil. They are known as the Balrock. <clears throat> Unfortunately, Shardok had already pierced Ishan with his malevolence and was able to convince the brave heroes of Ishan to destroy these magical items instead. But something was happening under Shardok's nose the whole time. The plane's Herifin was sent away. Two brave and benevolent witches, known simply as Surzam, in magical lore, left the plane with the air and hid out among the cosmos. As long as the Herifin was missing from Ishan, it could not be invaded. This is the truth of the Herifin's purpose. As long as he lives, any attempt at planar invasion will fail. I'm, I'm lost. Who's the Herifin? Sneak will say, I don't know, but they're obviously here. Because if Arak Fasil was talking to you, Nero, and he was saying that he's coming, he will arrive, nothing can stop it. If the legend is true that the Herifin must be present for Arak Fasil to arrive, then that means the Herifin is here. The lost Herifin of Ishan is here in Kandera. Uh, this is too much. And that's exactly what your mother, Nate, is to name. Who they are. This is all very confusing. I'm exhausted. Well. There's only one way to go. Alright, let's, let's get on the elevator. Okay. And... As I get in the elevator, I would like to open the lidless eye. Okay, you open it up to... Uh, Germ says, I'll take the next one. 
You open it up to some blank pages. Uh, the voice in your head says, Yes. Who is the Hierophant? Hmm. Say, Well, where I was from, they got it wrong. They got it wrong? Yes. Where were you from? Say. A far off place. A distant plain. It went by many names, but Faroon was the most common. And he'll say, The Herophon of that plain, <laughs> there wasn't even supposed to be one. This is all part of its plan. But the Herophon of that plane was a half-demon, half-human named Baracus Osias. Why do you ask? Because the Hellfather is coming to Kandera. Oh, how delightful. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not delightful. He'll say, that means someone really, really messed up. And we'll stop there. Oh, boy.